We are super excited to uh, be here today to get back. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. GPS to God, you um, you all are the reason we do this, and uh, we, we're going to pick up on some some uh, contest things we, we threw out a couple episodes ago, but uh, before we get into all of that, we want to welcome our guest, Miss Amanda Dunlap. Thank you for being yes, here. Yes, thrilled to be here with Thank you all. You. Amanda is the Clinical Executive Director at The Next Door, and we are going to get into that hot and heavy here in just a little bit, but um, we want to want to say thank you for being here yeah. um, first before we get into all this other nonsense we're going to talk about. <laughs> Thank right? you for having me. <laughs> well, welcome to GPS to God. We're glad you're here. Rate, review, subscribe. We need your help. We need you to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are. And we're giving you some homework. Mm. Tell someone else to listen or watch. Yep. We, we, That's a good kind of homework. Yeah. They, we need Spread you all that. to be Spread recruiters. Yeah. Tell somebody else about us. Podcast at parkwaybc.net. That's how you can email us. You can find us on Instagram. And I'm still waiting for the first person to email and ask for Ryan's phone number. No one's taking mm. us up on that yet. But. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. I have no friends, apparently. Come well, on. I don't know. Uh. But, uh, uh, yeah, reach out to us. Um, we'd love to, to hear from you. Um, we have heard from a lot of you over the last uh, little bit here with the contest. Um, Amanda, you, you are, are here on a special night. Oh, good. I always like that. Episode number 30. Hey. 30. There Episode we go. Episode number 30. Nice. One you will not forget. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely not. But uh, I, I think it's, we've come too far to stop. I think we just have to keep going. So. Yeah. But uh, um, let's get into it. We you If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button. But you will see we have some gifts. So. We had um, some yeah. cups sent in to us, and these are nice. When I say cup, what I mean, tumblers or tumblers? Yeah, tumblers. I mean, they're legit. And they're so, if good size, yeah. very sturdy. If you see them, they have our logo on there. Um, you do they, not they are get hit awesome. With this. That's I would I not say. want. To, yeah. Do not want to get hit. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So watch what you say. You say something know, stupid, right? Ryan. <laughs> yeah, know. You got it coming to you. But uh, we got cups. We also got T-shirts. Fano is wearing his proudly. Indeed. Indeed. I'll hold this one up for the camera. If you're on YouTube, you can check it out. It's got our logo. Very nice T-shirts. Yeah, well done. Well very done. well done. All of these come from Brittany. Thank you very much, Brittany. And uh, um, we're going to give her some put. I think this is our first official sponsor right here, fellas. Yeah. Okay. The first That's exciting. Official yeah. one. That's nice fun stuff right there. Simply Poly Co. Simply Poly Co. Let me tell you. Go support. Brittany and Simply Polyco, this is some like high quality stuff yes. right here. Yeah. Um, you can check them out on Facebook. You can check them out on Instagram. Uh, Simply Polyco, they have, let me, let me read this off. Monogram, this is just a couple things. Pretty much they can do anything, but monogram shirts, hats, backpacks, screen print shirts, baby items. Uh, Easter, Easter was yesterday, fellas. Yeah. Uh, embroidered easter bunny so they had like a little teddy bear stuffed easter bunny kind of thing with embroidered names on the yeah. ears nice canvas bags pictures face masks with designs doormats blankets golf towels pretty much anything that you can, say, you can think of she probably can do it <laughs> they can do it and it's a great value super high quality um you, and it's not going to break the bank so check them out simply poly co on facebook 
and Instagram. So thank you very much. We're happy that you are here supporting us. Now we got to move on to some other business here, fellas. We threw out a contest. Yep. When Amanda, the other Amanda, we're going to have to start giving these Amanda's <laughs> nicknames. Several. Yeah. <laughs> our, our podcast family is full of Amanda's. Amanda's. Oh, we have a good at least thing. three. Yeah. At least three. Yeah, we do. If I'm forgetting one, forgive me. But uh, we threw out a contest. So we had a contest, or we asked the, the other Amanda, uh-huh. like, what should the fans be called? Should they have a name? And oh. we put it out to the fans, like, should we have a name? What do we absolutely you know? always? So we asked them to send in names, and we have several that have been sent in. Um, and, and if we see one we like and we pick it, okay. we're going to give them a gift card, fifty dollars oh, gift card. Wonderful. Zach has confirmed that he will pony up and chip in, <laughs> even though he was. Uh, so we said we would give a twenty-five dollars gift card. Uh-huh. The other Amanda said, Zach, a friend of the podcast, uh-huh. Zach, Zach will double that. Just make absolutely, it absolutely yes. <laughs> So uh, he, yeah, he took her up on that, but I, he, into it. he has a way to pay her back. She doesn't know it yet, but uh, <laughs> Miss Kiana Thomas Biggers, affectionately known as Kiki. a frequent podcaster. Oh. Well, yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. but she, she is Either a, one. a frequent <laughs> commenter. She, she likes to call herself the frequent commenter of the uh, podcast. I think she went for the volume discount she was sending in a bunch of names she's trying to stack the pot yeah some are better than others but she (laughs) said this this is what her email said some of these are catchy some might be corny but here they are so she kind of took the sting away herself here 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 are some of the names for fame futures i'm sorry futures futures okay yeah okay futures by faithers, by b y, faithers. Okay. Believers. This is where she gets a little on the corny side. Blogging for Christ. Blogging for Christ. Blogging mm-hmm. for Christ. Okay. Christian apologetics. Those two don't really roll off the tongue, mm-hmm. really. Like they that's don't. not a. Yeah. You know, that's not an easy one just to say. No. Hey, all you <laughs> Christian apologetics. Well, you know. Can't all be winners, Kiana. No. I, I have that pain every episode. They can't all yeah. be winners. But we have some others. Uh, Crusaders. This is not from Kiana. This is from some um, several other people. Crusaders was one that was sent in. That one wasn't terrible, I didn't think. No. That came from our friend Russell Mundy, actually, okay. if we want to just throw his name out there. Uh, Navigators was another one that came in. And Fano's wife, Miss Lori, she did not. Email. She did not. She, she did not right reach out on Instagram. Text. <laughs> she sent me a text message. Yes. Yeah. I told her. I was. I was like, comment, comment. Yeah. She, no. She went straight so to the went, source. She went uh-huh. right to the right to the top. <laughs> Do you like want to say what her? She feels like she knows somebody, right? Yeah. She like, thinks. <laughs> yeah. Who need, Who needs that? I can just tell them. It's all in who you know. <laughs> you, you You want to say hers? You She's, want me? To... She She was thinking that we needed something catchy. Right. Something that so so she wanted to play off the word of the. You know, GPS. GPS. Yeah. So she went gypsies. Yeah. So I asked her when I saw this. Te- it's GPS, I E S. Okay. And the GPS is capital letters, just like okay. in the title. But I had to ask her how you say that when when I got that text. Right. And she explained it to me. So gypsies. Gypsies. That's what she went. Yeah. Okay. Gypsies. Well, it's not so real. Make a case for her. Right. 
ties into the name. Does. Yeah. But, you know, gypsies traveling Correct. around. They need direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, the GPS gives direction. All yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like yeah. it. kind of like I, it. I mean, she, I hate to tell her this, but I don't think she's eligible for a prize. That is going to hurt her to the bone. Yeah, no, no, but I don't think she can win a gift okay. card. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. She, she will, she will enjoy just having bragging rights. Being part. That's my name. They picked the my name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How do we interject? But maybe a T-shirt. She could get a T-shirt. She here. could get a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. She'll probably take this tumbler. So. The tumbler. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, no pressure or anything, but. Right off top of your head. Oh, wow. Is well, there a name okay. that just strikes Ooh, no. you? Yeah, okay. no pressure. Yeah, put your right right on. With the Amanda's here. Okay. Um, <laughs> All, none of us had an answer when we did this live. So. I'm, I'm going to – I kind of liked the gypsies. Yeah. I know you'll have to – but I'm a little hesitant on the marketing of that and having to explain mm. how to say it. it. It does have to – you have yeah. to have an explanation. You have to be a little explanation. Yeah. I like the yeah. meaning behind it, though, and, you yes. know. They travel. You can you can listen to this anywhere, kind of well, thing. When, yes. you, yeah. when I saw it written mm-hmm. to me, I, I said, uh, "GPSes? What's a GPS? Because <laughs> yes, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> it's capital yeah. GPS uh-huh. and then okay. IES lowercase. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's like I didn't. Know, that's why I had to ask her how do you, how right. do you say this? But yeah, we're we're still um you know we're still working on it. We're still working on it. All yeah. good, man. So. Um, if you have more suggestions, reach out to us, podcastparkwaybc.net. Hit us up on Instagram. Send us a message. And, uh, yeah, we want more. You know, we want to make fun of more people. And so we need you to send us bad, bad answers because that's all we have so far. So join the club. Um, catchphrase. We also had a catchphrase. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, yeah. if there was for, for a the catchphrase to start. Right. The, how do we start the show? Is there a standard yes. intro? We only uh-huh. had one suggestion so far. Um, From? This, I, I got to pull up. I forgot to type this out in the show notes, so I got to pull up the picture. I took a picture of my computer screen on the way up here, so let me find it. It was not terrible. It's a little lengthy. That's the, that's the only downside, but okay. this is from uh, Trace. Uh, Trace, thank you for reaching out. And uh, here, here was his catchphrase. Welcome to GPS to God, where we hope to help you follow God's map to straighten your path. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like. I that like is, that. That's, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty. Nothing, ca- I like that's that. It's not terrible. It's not nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. It's just. It's a little lengthy. Yeah. But I think we might be able to. Yeah. I mean, Trace is in the running to win this gift card. Yeah. He's kind of in the top right now. He's kind of the lead, isn't he? On the top shelf, and I mean, he's the only. Yeah. He's in first and last place at the same time. So odds are good. Uh, Right now, odds are great. So (laughs) if you want to give Trey some competition, send in a catchphrase, and um, you got to beat him. That's welcome to GPS to God, where we hope. Oh, I'm sorry. That was horrible reading on my part, Trace. I didn't help you sell it. Welcome (laughs) to GPS to God, where we hope to help you follow God's map. To straighten your path, man. That that could eventually roll off. The it it could eventually, I mean, yeah. That's not, little, that's little, not, that's yeah. not that long. That, I, mean, I will be honest. That's the first two times I've said it out loud. Okay, a so, okay. little bit of practice. I can, mm-hmm. I can polish that up a little for you, Trace. Great job. I might be reaching. Back I would out love to, to know Trace. how long it took him to think of that. If that just popped in his head, it was like boom, got that. Or if it took him a second to really research and you, get that thing together. That's a great question. I mean, comment back and let us know. <laughs> some people got it and some don't, Ryan. I don't know. Uh-huh. Trace, sounds like Trace might just have it. Might okay. have to bring him on and, you know, 
Come on. I don't know where he lives. Maybe not. Zoom, we can always Zoom. Yeah. Always got that option. All right. The last thing to, to mop up some old business here, time change. We were talking about daylight savings time. Oh, and, yes. Uh, got to talking about Arizona. Do they observe it, not observe it? Right. Uh, got a little education that some parts of Arizona do not ah. observe right. it. Um, and they're split, right? They're Pacific and Mountain. I guess depending that? on the time of the year, they would be split. But then, well, no, they're they're in different time zones. They're they're not completely in. Are they completely in like mountain, or are they considered Pacific? So For this, it's all mountain time zone. Yes, on the show notes that I typed out, mm-hmm. Arizona is in the. This came straight from a listener. Arizona okay. is in the mountain time zone. It is a mountain. Okay, two hours behind Nashville. Gotcha. So two, I, yeah. That's right. I know that. Yeah. Two would but be Pacific, wouldn't it? It depends on the time of year. Like Arizona, oh, if okay. only parts of the on okay. if, if only right. parts of the state change, then well, it's going to be yeah. different. More reason for us to just and pick yes, one and keep absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which that was kind of our argument la- last week or whatever it was. Is yeah. Just pick one and stay. Leave with it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's too much thinking. It's too much thinking. But. Uh, all right, that's all for the old business. Reach out, keep those uh, um, fan names coming in if you have a catchphrase, or if you think we don't need a catchphrase, let us know that as well. But uh, let's move on to something new. Miss Amanda Dunlap, we are so glad you are here. Amanda and I have known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. even though we're not that old. But um, <laughs> That's right, that's right, Daniel. <laughs> at, after she came in tonight, we started making connections. She oh. knew all of us from crazy. different walks of life. So crazy. Did right? not know that till awesome. she came in. So. No. It was uh, very, very cool seeing those connections. But uh, like we said before, Amanda is the clinical executive director of The Next Door. That does not roll off the tongue. Either, no, it doesn't. It's, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely it agree. Sounds, it sounds very fancy and cool. Well, though, it's but, not so fancy and cool, but... <laughs> but uh, uh, The Next Door is a great um, um, treatment center here in, in Nashville. Um, and Amanda, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what what is The Next Door yeah. and what you all do? Yes, the treat um, the Next Door is a treatment center for women only. And I want to highlight that we're gender specific. So we treat only women and we run from medically monitored detox all the way to outpatients. So we're treating women from addictions and we are setting them up for a lifetime recovery. That's our goal. And when a woman comes through our door, they're always a part of our family, whether they stay a day, whether they stay the whole length of stay, every level of care, which is outpatient included. Um, they're always welcome to come back. I still have women that sometimes call that came into the program 12, 13 years ago, and you're still there. And I'm like, yes. And um, are you coming back to aftercare on Wednesday nights? As always, what I before I hang up the phone, what I say. But they're always a part of us. So we're really trying to equip women for a lifetime recovery. Um, and we treat a whole woman there. And we can talk a little bit more about that. But um, woman walks through our door maybe with addiction on the forefront, but there's a, a whole person there, and that's not their only piece of their story they bring to the table. So, hmm. yeah. Who is eligible to come in? Is it open to anybody, or, or is there some kind of prerequisite that Great they have question. to fulfill? Yeah, 18 and older. So we treat 18 and older. And the beautiful thing about the next door and where we really pride ourselves in is that we treat any woman. So regardless of other payment source, uh, we take 
commercial insurance, private pay, uh, 10 care. We also have grants set aside and we fundraise like mad to be able to treat any woman that shows up at our doors or that calls in and wants to get help for them. Because the really important part about addiction is to capitalize and follow through on when someone's reaching out for help uh, for that to happen immediately. And we try to meet a woman's needs in that moment. Um, They're reaching out for help and to want to grab that time for them to come in. So we treat any woman 18 years and older. Um, we do not have capacity for their children. So it's literally a treatment. So they're taking time out of their everyday life and coming to get help um, for their addiction. So that's pretty all of our requirements, honestly. I would appreciate if you just answer one question at a time. <laughs> yeah, you just took, out, you took half our page away right there. Way to go, Amanda. Well, come up with we a different can dig contest. in. Yeah. New we contest can dig or something. In. New, yeah. new contest. Um, Is Nashville y'all's only location? Great question, Ryan. We actually have a location in Chattanooga, which I was planning to talk a little bit about, oh, too. Okay. The next door, do we want to go in the history right now? How if you want to go, we, we arrived go here. Okay. <laughs> I kind of like to tell the whole story because yes. it's it's meaningful. Yeah. It's How important. Did it start? Yeah. Yes. How did it start? Yeah. Did so it? the next yes. door started in 2004 from a group of we really still call them the wild praying women, mm-hmm. women um, from First Baptist Nashville downtown, and the church owned an empty building, uh, which used to be the old Mission Building actually, okay. which is now a multi-million dollar hotel okay. like oh, everything right. else in Nashville, but. <laughs> Um, the old mission and they had that sitting empty. And so they wanted to know how can they meet a community need? So they did a needs assessment and really what they found was there was a lack of resources for women coming out of incarceration. There was a lot for men, uh, a lot I use in quotes. I mean, there are more for, there was more for men and, um, really a deficit for women coming out of incarceration. So they, uh, rented that building and we rented that up until seven years ago, uh, for a dollar a year. And so pretty much gave the building uh, for this ministry. And it started as the downtown ministry was the name of it. And we eventually changed our name 15 years ago to the next door. Um, And that was really the meaning behind that is like when a woman is being released from prison, um, you go to the gate of roll up one. That's kind of like where you go before you walk, take that first step back into freedom. And um, we wanted to be there and we met them there. We picked them up from prison um, and to walk into the next door of their life of freedom and purpose, fulfillment, all of that. Um, So that's really kind of how we started was reentry work. Right. Um, So our Chattanooga location, we are in Chattanooga. Our location in Chattanooga is solely focused on reentry. We are doing some we are the best work in reentry field. Um, We have had many we've talked across the country about our program. um, our re- recidivism rate is in the 15-16, which the national average is much higher than that. So women that successfully go through our program um, do not re-enter incarceration, but only at 15%, which is right. unheard of. Awesome. Um, so and we really, um, we treat a woman as a human, as a, as a woman, and really work on the whole self. Um, and so that means we really capitalize. We started treating what's called I'm going all over the place. Do y'all want me no, to slow down? No, no, no. you, you co occurring disorder, which means we're treating someone's addiction and mental health, which really tre- that's kind of what everyone knows nowadays. But even when I entered the field 15 years ago, that was kind of on the not everyone. There was either addiction or mental health services, and you had to go different places to get that. 
And what you find is someone to like really get the most benefit as they're treating both. And we've been doing that since day one, thanks to our phenomenal leaders from early on. Well, somebody that enters prison yes, for any length of time, right. a week, a year, yep. or whatever, you're going to have some mental health absolutely, issues Daniel. when you come out of prison because it's not a normal place. Right, right. Sure. absolutely. And, and a lot of times people don't know a lot of trauma happens behind bars. So um, you may have entered there with some trauma, and then more trauma can happen behind bars. Um, so there's a lot of facets to um, treat a person when they are reentering society. Um and so we, that's what we do in Chattanooga. We still do that. That program is a 42 bed facility and we call it our correctional release center. And we are partnered with the Tennessee department of corrections. Um, they send women there, um, that are about to transition. We, they can stay there six months to 24 months. So they're getting, um, they wear normal clothes. They're not a number. Um, any longer when they enter there, they have their name when we call them by their name and we don't have correctional officers in that facility. Um, we have therapists. So they're technically still, they're still incarcerated, incarcerated, Mm -hmm. but they get to be at your facility. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it's pretty incredible. Um, but we have going on there and have a staff there that are all trauma informed, um, trained. And so they're treating every interaction as if, um, with just uniqueness um, and really taking that whole woman into her, their care and treating them that way. They go on work release, so they do go to jobs once they hit a certain, certain level of that program. So that is Chattanooga. We could keep talking about that, and I'm really, we're really proud of that program. Uh, I have a question. Maybe give it to I'll me. I'll go yes. back to Chattanooga. Yeah. So why, mm-hmm. why Chattanooga? What, yeah. Did y'all have a connection? Great question. There. We right. opened Chattanooga when we had Nashville, Chattanooga. At one point, we had a Knoxville location. Okay. So yeah. we were kind of going across the state mm-hmm. where the needs were for mm-hmm. reentry services. Um, okay. And so that is, we're actually on the property of Moccasin Bend, which is a okay. state-owned property. Okay. And we kind of use their facility. So we don't own that building. Um, the okay. state owns that building. And we just do all the upkeeps to that building. So gotcha. it's a great okay. question. Yeah. You talked a little bit about money, and mm-hmm. that, I mean, I can absolutely see where that would be a, mm-hmm. a, a limiting factor for somebody mm-hmm. um, coming to this program. Mm-hmm. If they have zero dollars, mm-hmm. can they still attend? Do you, yes. I, I know you said you fundraise and all these other things. Yes. If, if they are the lowest of the low with mm-hmm. no resources, mm-hmm. how, how do you handle those people versus somebody who... Uh, maybe coming from a job or a different situation right. where they have some money right. available. Um, yes, we treat every woman that comes, and that is really where our grants come into play. We have um, state, federal grants, as well as local corporations, organizations that we write grants for that you know fund different parts of our program. But yes, we can treat any woman that comes, um, and then majority so when you broke it down percentage wise about 80 percent of our clients have a 10 care so uh, which is still doesn't cover the cost of our services I always we, we are trying to get that message out there really because we're a nonprofit, and so our fundraising when I say fundraising our um, development goal this year for fundraising is 2.3 million dollars to raise um, so we have a huge goal in front of us and yeah. the next we'll accomplish it um, but it is a big goal for us um, to do that, to be able to provide the same quality of care for every woman mm-hmm. um, that has means or does not. Mm-hmm. 
do you have any fundraising events that you do every, like, yes. a, a, you know, a, a repeating fundraiser? Yes, so glad you asked, Daniel. Yes, we actually have our first fundraising event this coming Monday at Topgolf. Nice. Um, we have a young professionals board and they have just brought a lot of energy and just fun to the development department and they fund kind of sponsor this, uh, top golf event. So we have a one to four time and then an evening time where we have teams that come in and compete fun things. We have giveaways, all of that. That's our first event. And then our big event that we've done for years is in October, the end of September, October, where we call our annual benefit. And we've recently, in the last three years, I think, uh, with COVID, I kind of, it's a blur. Yes. Um, we did one where it was at home, where we, everyone, we did a video and everybody did it at home the, the first year of COVID. And that was an interesting year to try to raise millions of dollars for sure. <laughs> um, but anyways, in, in October, we do our annual benefit and we do a breakfast and a lunch and we're exploring dinner option this year, but we do the same program twice and we bring in around 12 to 1500 people for that benefit. And oh, that's wow. really where we wow. capitalize that's on awesome. a lot of our fundraising. And then the last three years, again, our young professionals board kind of, we do a songwriters night. So we have, uh, you know, here in Nashville, that's kind of a great, uh, gig. And we yeah. did last year at the, uh, what is that? Uh, Acme yeah. and we did it there and it was feed a, seed, yeah. yeah, feed and seed downtown, you know, yeah that mess downtown um <laughs> all of us that live there avoid that area right. yeah right um but that was a great event that was actually the first time i went it was last year last year and we had four or five many of them are in recovery themselves songwriters and uh, it was wonderful so it's more of an intimate setting dinner that's awesome yeah so those are our three main events for sure so th those are fundraisers and events so mm -hmm. what about if someone can't make it to those and they want to still donate and participate and help y'all out Absolutely. how would they do that yes they could go online and give there's direct links to give um, mm -hmm. at our website the next door.org um, there is links there they could also call in but many people give online write a check and send it old-fashioned yeah. snail mail we <laughs> love work. getting mail yes we love getting mail that's awesome yes thanks for asking ryan yeah definitely who here has stamps at their house? I think you, Dawn has Bono stamps. Has I feel stamps? like she oh, has stamps. stamps. I have them at my office, uh, not at my house. Yeah. Probably left over from Christmas, probably. Oh, Christmas, Christmas cards. cards. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh -huh. we, see, we, we send the good intention Christmas cards. Gotcha. Like we fully intend each year to send Christmas cards, and then we don't. Okay, so, they know yeah. you still love them. But everybody's yeah. the same. No, Nobody gets left out. There you go. Or everybody gets left yeah. out. However you want to look at that. <laughs> yeah. We don't win. forget anybody. They're all the same. <laughs> we feel like as long as a Christmas card gets sent out before December 24th, we're good. But it yeah. never happens. It's always yeah. afterwards. Like, yeah. You'll get it eventually. You can blame, blame the postman on there that one. Right? You know, yeah, they, yeah they probably get a lot of blame now. When somebody starts the program, mm -hmm. what happens? What, let's say they show up on your door tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm show up at your door tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What, what happens? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can either call in and set an appointment for that, or we do have walk-ups that just show up. And what we do is take them in and they're first going to meet with our nurse, do a nursing assessment. So really that's the first thing is to see, assess where they are. And we do do medically monitored detox. So we have nurses and providers there, um, or at call on call providers 
24-7. So it's kind of like a step down from a hospital is what we like to say. So we do a nursing assessment just to make sure they're fully stable enough to be in our care there. Uh, and then they will meet with a therapist who will do a full intake, kind of what we call, I don't want to get to in the words, but psychosocial intake. And so that's really um, taking in information about the whole person. And then we'll um, they do an assessment to assess level of care. What level of care means? Are they going to assess for detox? Do they need that real acute um, mm-hmm. nursing eyes? Will they be in residential, which is still inpatient? Um, or will they be in an outpatient level of care, which means they'll go back home, but show up every day for a group or for an individual session. So that's kind of what they will do when they show up day one, a uh, drug screens involved in all of that, all those pieces. But um, and then they will be put in a bed, uh, shown around, given a tour. And then in a nutshell, what their program is consists of meeting in groups several times a day. They're meeting with their individual therapist. Um, and they're also meeting with what we call peers. And they are probably the big kind of glue, but peers are peer recovery specialists. So those are people that have been in their shoes, walked in their shoes, um, that are in recovery themselves. Actually, one of our peers just celebrated her ninth soberversary yesterday, yeah. uh, which is always, she was off yesterday and I loved giving her that phone call. I remember <laughs> you when she actually came through our program. Um, and she's a phenomenal leader in our community, but, uh, peers and then case managers. Um, so they will meet with them throughout the week. A uh, case manager is their main goal is setting up aftercare plans. So, um, you're here kind of in this bubble that's really protected right now. But when you step back out there to maybe the unhealthy relationships, um, the abusive partner, um, the children that you feel out of control in parenting, um, whatever that is, we want to set you up with the best resources to be able to do that in a healthier version. Now, when they leave us, it's not a cure. They're not, you know, we have families say, you're going to fix them. No, no, but we're on the step to that recovery and kind of whole person, but it's a long road guys. It's a really long road. Um, and I think we do educate the families. So that's a piece of the program. We could get into the details, but does that help you understand? Oh, absolutely. And we, we, I think we will get into some details here in a second, but a question I have is, is it voluntary? Like Mm -hmm. if they show up to today Mm -hmm. and they go through the intake process and they're like, Nope, I'm out. Yeah. Or if they make it a week or or a Mm -hmm. month or what. Is there anything that keeps them there yeah. or, or can they just say, no, nah, see you later? We are a voluntary facility. So, um, you can't be, we have, yes, I'll answer your question. One word. Yes. It's voluntary. Can they choose to leave? Yes. Uh, we're not a locked facility. Um, and that does happen. And more times we just met today for strategic planning, honestly, and, that is one area we focused on. We call that an AMA and they left against a medical advice. And you hear that from hospitals. If you see if you leave outside of your doctor's orders, all of that. So I've we heard that personally once. Oh, we'll, we'll talk Daniel, about that in a AMA, second. Okay. Yeah, um, love to hear that, Daniel. <laughs> it's not that exciting. To be <laughs> so yes, they can. Now we do have some women that come that are furloughed. And if you don't know that term, that means they are still considered incarcerated. Um, but they're, they are in, love that the system is doing that they are deeming that they need treatment um and not just be locked behind bars so and i'm obviously a pro an advocate for that all day every day um because people don't get well sitting behind bars um and then 
we won't, that's a whole nother rabbit trail. We'll say for an episode 52 or something, yeah. but hey, um, you guys heard that. She plans on yeah. coming back. She has faith that we have 20 something. Absolutely. You do. That's what I hear. Absolutely. You do. If we're going to make it that far, you're going to have to turn that cup towards oh, the camera. Yes, Let's she, get the brand yes, in there. Yes, to God. Right. Absolutely. All Daniel. Right. Yeah. I love it. Simply poly code. Thank you very much. <laughs> Check them out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so yes, all that. They, it is voluntary. But, um, and even if they are furloughed there, they still have the right and choice to leave. However, there are a lot of more external motivators to stay. Um, but we do sadly have them leave. And then we do have to report to their parole officer that they have that absconded. Okay. Yes. That's what I was going to That's a, yeah. yeah. I mean, I they're going gonna... back to jail if they leave. Yes. Right. Right? And they're going to get a, um, a flight like, kind of a flea. Another charge. Yeah. They're going to get another charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was going to ask. If if they left, yes. you would have to call and report mm-hmm. them. Yep. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. One of the only times we have to. We are under HIPAA Part 2, so it's a very mm-hmm. confidential place. Yeah. You you right. cannot just call in there and get any information. And even we have um, you know officers show up, and mm-hmm. we cannot give any information. They have a signed document from a judge. Um, so it's pretty heated conversations when they want what they want to say, well, that part is locked down. Yeah. That part is their information is protected, right? As it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So just going back, you've, have you been there since the beginning or great question? We we said she's not old a little while ago. Remember that? We said we're not that old. Remember that. Remember that. Stefana. It started in, uh, next door started in Oh two. Oh four. Oh four. Okay. Uh Oh, sorry. Yeah. So you've... I've been there 14 years. 14 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went there as a intern out oh, of grad okay. school. Yeah. Okay. And have never left. That's and I'm awesome. pretty proud of that. Um, I've had the opportunity. People say, how in the world? Um, but we did a lot of growing in the last 14 years. So okay. I've had a lot of fantastic opportunities and was um, developed by great leaders um, that gave me those opportunities, but I've led groups in prisons, jails. Uh, I've done family sessions. We once had an, uh, we just sold an apartment complex. I didn't say that either, where we did permanent housing for 14 years. And we just sold that property. Um, right. So right behind our building. And we did that just merely of, um, there were several reasons why we sold that. Um, but that was a hard decision to come to, but there was a 21 unit apartment complex for women and children. And so I got to do family sessions with them for years. Um, I've done individual, I traveled when we had Chattanooga and Knoxville and set up after, um, alumni engagement there. So I'm really thankful for all the opportunities it's offered me. And, um, Love leading the team that gets to do all the work we do now. So, mm-hmm. in the program, is there a point where y'all are, you know, sharing Jesus, yep. sharing the gospel? Is that is that yes. part of everyone's, I guess, path that comes through there? Great question. We like we treat as I said earlier a whole woman and faith. We are grounded on faith um, as our one of our core values um, that we are, and we have a spiritual wellness coordinator who really. Wednesday evenings is kind of the night they come together and how we approach that. And I'm not going to skirt around the issue. We are faith based. We're praying. We're before Mm -hmm. meetings. We open most meetings with Jesus calling and we're praying and um, really thankful for how the Lord has just led this organization and still continues to. Mm -hmm. And our women, how we work with our women in their 
spiritual aspect of just, if you know, AANA, there's a spiritual component to recovery. And we, as a next door, were founded on the Lord. You know, that's our faith. Mm -hmm. Women in our are and have a lot of spiritual trauma, many of our women. And so, um, they've got trauma at all, a lot of angles. And so, Whereas it may not be a tent revival approach, right? I don't know how else, you know, there's, you know, a great that meets, that's wonderful, Mm -hmm. but we also are going to meet that woman where they are. So um, many of them maybe don't, aren't at a place to talk about their faith or what in the AANA, the higher power is, but our um, Tambi does a fabulous job at Wednesday nights is normally from a, a story from the Bible. And she relates that to journey of recovery and kind of where they are. And they break out with our wonderful volunteers. We have the most devoted spiritual wellness volunteers that women that have shown up for longer than I've been there. Um, Our founder founding a board chair still shows up every Wednesday night. Um, So talk about commitment. That's it's phenomenal. And they then break out into small groups and get to have small group discussions, you know? Um, And it's really great to see, women kind of like come to the realization of some things in their uh, faith. Um, every woman gets what now, um, a life recovery Bible. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that, uh, translation. If you haven't, you should look into it. Um, if you have someone in your life that's, um, in active addiction or in recovery, it's a great Bible that kind of brings in AANA language, kind of recovery language, um, and is the word. So, um, it's a great uh, resource for our women to, even if they're digging in and they have a strong faith or they've never even broached that topic, it's a great, and every woman gets that and they're welcome back. So, um, to say we, if a woman wants to be met with Tambi or if they're therapist, um, they want to be prayed over, we absolutely do that. So there's that component and that underlying. And if you walk through the doors, there's something different about the next door. And I definitely know that it's our faith and, um, how we treat women with integrity. And that comes really from our faith background for sure. Um, so yeah, that answered that question. Oh, perfect. You, you've mentioned a couple of times, AANA. Yes. Let me. Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. Narcotics yep. Anonymous. Yes. Just, just in case somebody didn't That's know. That's great. I'm glad you brought that up. I to, we talk a lot in acronyms, so uh, yeah, I, I do try to explain those. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you all um, partner up with any other nonprofit organizations besides, say, jails, yes. like, say, The Mission or anything like we that? We absolutely do, Ryan, yeah. and we are always wanting to broaden our partnerships. One just uh, in the last year that we've developed, which are really excited about, is Thistle Farms, and a lot of people know that nonprofit in Nashville. Mm. It's kind of known worldwide, yeah. uh, Becca Stevens, and um, it is women, they treat kind of like a they are two years kind of program. They're more long-term, yeah. um, but we are their kind of treatment provider. So when they get a new woman, they come to our outpatient level of care. So they were kind of their treatment provider and we partner with them yes. in that way. And we started a three to six IOP intensive outpatient program, um, <laughs> specifically geared towards, um, their women, but we let any, I mean, any woman can join that group if that time works in their life. Cool. Um, that's a recent one to tell you about. We have some with, um, transitional housings that we will help, um, even help with some of their program fees there, uh, while they're engaged in our lower levels of care, PHP, partial hospitalization program. 
or IOP. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we will help pay for that. That's a huge barrier to many of our women is that I need ongoing treatment, but I don't have the funds to pay for my housing and to continue to show up at a five, I need to get a job. Um, so that is a great avenue. We try to eliminate every barrier for a woman to come to treatment. So yeah, we have many other partnerships, but yes. Cool. Another one is the YMCA, downtown YMCA. Our women get the opportunity twice a week, um, go there and have yoga. They offer different program, different groups. And the leader is just, it's just our women. So their therapist goes with them. And so that's out, you know, we're right downtown Nashville, if you didn't know where we were. And so to be kind of in, uh, surrounded by other buildings, it's nice for our women to be able to get out, see the world, maybe for the first time clean and sober in a really long time and have a therapist there with them. And then they do a process group after that. So we are extremely grateful for the YMCA and that partnership. Awesome. You said when someone leaves your program, you're trying to give them resources to um, continue to help them outside of your building. Mm-hmm. Are you giving them resources for faith as well? Like I know the Wednesday night thing, mm-hmm. they can come back to that, but are you trying to help them in that way? It's a also? great question, Daniel. We have volunteers that come in that from different churches and, um, they will invite them to their church and community is really big in recovery. Um, having a home group, an AANA home group, but also a lot of, a lot of folks find kind of comfort and security and getting plugged into a church that they feel safe in. Um, so absolutely we offer that. Should a client want to know where they're going to, if it's not going back home, if it's staying in Nashville, if they're from another part of the state, uh, we will plug them into a church for sure. Absolutely. As far as um, volunteers go, can they just contact over the website? Yes. And then is yes. that a way to link up with you? Okay. Absolutely. There's a link on there that you can volunteer opportunities. Okay. And we're always looking for other opportunities for volunteers to come in from serving dinner to painting rocks. And you're thinking, painting rocks. But it was the most, it was last week. And they brought in these gorgeous rocks painted. And how about this? One client said, I'm going to leave this. And there was a gar- there's a garden out back, um, leave this. So a piece of me always stays here at the next door. And I'm like, how therapeutic is that? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like that's beautiful. Um, it's gets them out of self, right. And doing things that maybe they've never done. I don't know sure. if you've ever painted a rock, but it can be very therapeutic. And we have some that come praise and worship that bring praise and worship nights to the next door. We have opportunities. We have a clothing closet. Sometimes people like just come organize. I'll tell you a big one. A group came last Saturday and organized our supply closet, which you're like, what? Amanda, is that a big deal? It's fabulous. It's fabulous. I don't know if you know nonprofit work, but you're all stretched to the max. And there's not always time to organize that closet that you want to. And you walk in all the time. It was beautiful. And I haven't stopped raving about the supply closet. So everything matters. Truthfully, everything's an impact. So yeah. there's one of those closets Good. downstairs. You know right what now. I'm talking about, we just, right? We are waiting for a group. Right. To help right. Us. Absolutely. Yeah. As a Christian organization, uh, you're, you're trying to help these ladies with their physical needs and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Pour Jesus into them. Mm-hmm. What about the employees? Mm. Are all the employees Christian? Is that a requirement to work there? Um, how do you pour Jesus into the employees as great, well? Great question. It is not a requirement to work there. Um, an interview process, 
um, like say second interviews, that's normally my go-to to tell them that if they did not know that we're a faith-based organization and we do not shy away from that. It is not uncommon to pray. And are you comfortable with that in your personal life? Mm. Um, and they can say yes, no, that doesn't mean that they're going to co-sign or anything of that nature. Um, and you, you can kind of assess if that's going to be a comfort level. Well, we don't, you know, ask anyone to believe any one way or anything. And, Many of the folks that come there that to work there do sign on, whether it is for the faith-based orientation or the mission. And a lot of people want to give back to that mission of helping those that honestly, many of our women cannot receive services elsewhere. Um, and we serve, I didn't said this, but 1600 women in a year. So we're talking wow. about a lot of lives are impacted um, by our services. So we do not require that of staff and how we pour into our staff is um, we we're we're working on that. I think we're coming out of COVID, and I will say that that in this field of work, I, I see us now. I use this analogy; it just kind of came to me a few months ago. I see the teams kind of like coming up above water, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're all we're all mm -hmm. right, not just in this field, but kind of coming up for air. Mm -hmm. And it's like, whoo, what did we just swim through, right? It's exhausting. Yeah. It's been very exhausting. Yeah, sure. um, and, you know, that piece of it, aside from taking care of your staff, um, I mean, I, I have a list of people and prayer requests that I know need it. And we pray in our leadership meeting and we bring prayer requests. We have a cup of encouragement we pass around to each team mm -hmm. and they send in prayer requests and that's sent out to the staff every week. So there's different ways that we're in tune with our staff to know what their needs are. Um, and we're trying to be very sensitive to that, um, and meet them even where they are, um, and giving them space for that as well. So yeah, we're always looking for improvement mm -hmm. and not just the faith piece, but taking care of our staff that do really hard work every day. So you guys want to hear my against medical advice story bring it yes. bring it let's go was playing hockey of course known. you were i should have yeah. known mm -hmm. had uh my one of my front teeth knocked out so this guy swung his stick wildly hit me in the mouth knocked one of my front teeth out root and all just the whole thing came out this <sighs> this game was late like the game didn't start until maybe 10 o'clock at night late in the game when this happened so i mean it's near midnight Luckily, there was a hospital right next door. So the game finished. I go to the hospital next door through the emergency room, and I'm like, hey, I had a tooth knocked out. Want to come, you know, see if get put back in or whatever. Wait forever. It's like an hour, and there's nobody there. So, you know, I, mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. anyway, different story. But, <laughs> so they take me back to the waiting room. Nurse comes, does all the little vital checks and this. And she's like, you know, there's no dentist here at this time of day. So there's not going to be a lot we can do, but we're going to have you sit here and you just like, we'll evaluate you for a concussion and all this and that. And I was like, nah, I'm out. I was I'm like, well, I'm going to leave. Like, if you can't help me with my tooth, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm good on the concussion side. I've been sitting here for over an hour, like <laughs> no symptoms. I'm good. I'll be all right. I'm out. She's you, like, you can't do that. I was like, I'm leaving. AMA. Yeah, and Daniel. she said, Well, you're gonna have to sign this paper saying you are leaving against medical advice. And if anything happens to you, if you die in the parking lot, <laughs> we are not responsible. Uh -huh. I was like, uh -huh. I'll sign. I'm good. 
So <laughs> a little I mean, rebel. Did they, have, did they have you in a room and everything, or you? Just I mean, they the, took me the back. Okay. Like, yeah, to the you know when you leave the waiting room, you go to like the second yeah. waiting holding, room, yeah, yeah. holding area before yes. they put yeah. you. In, yeah, that's yes. how I, I was just in the little like <laughs> I was in the closet for them to check my blood pressure and all that kind of stuff, do the vitals. Yeah, uh-huh. and I was like, yeah, if you if you can't help with the tooth, I'm good on everything else. So yeah, you probably yeah. got a you got probably got a bill for that too, didn't you? Uh, I'm sure I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you left, so got a bill. Daniel AMA. I remember yeah. That. That, that. Yeah, uh-huh. I told y'all it wasn't a great story, but that's oh, the one time good. I was like, good. "Yeah, I'm out of here." You had to sign that form. <laughs> I did, have and to we sign have the that form. form. Yeah. Absolutely, I had to sign the form. That said, <laughs> yes, taking your life in your own hands. <laughs> yes. Not on us. Over a tooth, I think I'm all right. <laughs> I got it. For those ladies that come in that have children, mm-hmm. um, where do you? refer them to mm-hmm. um yes they we start knocking down that barrier when they call in if okay. they call in we are talking about who's going to take care of your children do you have a family member that's clean and sober that you, is safe for them to stay with if not there have been a few instances and a few i really say because they know they can't bring their children so they're kind of already having to walk through that barrier but of agencies that we refer to that will do kind of acute care for for children that will take care of them while their parent is in treatment. And those are wonderful agencies um, in the Nashville area. And I'm sure there are a lot of other places around the world that do this, but that you don't have to involve kind of DCS department of children's services um, involved in that care. And we really stress that, that this is, you know, someone that will take care of your child while you enter treatment and will have ongoing conversations with them. We have done that on a few instances. Um, It's been very successful. The, the, fear of that is that they do, you know, of course, any of us would not want DCS involved at any cost. Um, and so if we can build trust and that takes a quick trust to, you know, believe that we can refer them to those agencies that work really well, um, in the local area here. So good question. Perfect. I'm going to change gears a little bit here. Um, you and your husband, Matt. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how long you were married. I don't think it was too awful long, but you all then had a house fire. We did, yes. How long were you married? We had been married three years at that time. Three years, yep. had a house fire, yep. lost everything. everything. Oh, no. Yes. Can you talk just a little bit about that and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the stress on a young marriage, how yep. you all came through that, what you were doing to cope with that? Absolutely. Uh, we had that it was December of 2009 and we had lost everything I will say that we were in the part of renovating our home it was a family home my grandparents home and my grandfather helped build so there's a lot of emotional ties to that home right so we lost everything in that house fire and after that at the time I was working at the next door there um, our church uh, was extremely critical in that whole healing process. And that is probably why one of my kind of core values is community is because I really saw that in a different light um, following that traumatic event, um, because it was an event that we did have to, you know, run to sit, you know, spare our lives. And 
that event, losing everything, I think made me see the world differently from that moment on. And I hear now, I mean, all these years later, I can look back and go, that was probably one of the biggest things that shifted my perspective, um, already in the work that I was doing at the next door, but also seeing my husband differently. Um, we both went, entered our own treatment, our own treatment and recovery in that regard. And we went to therapy, uh, both individually and, uh, together as a couple. And we had a lot of rough patches after that. Um, so it, it wasn't like this. It ends up really well, but there were a lot of moments following that that were not good for our mm-hmm. marriage. That was before my husband is now in ministry. Um, and I really think that may have been the catalyst that kind of shifted that, that the Lord opened that door uh, for us to enter ministry together um, with him being a pastor now. And never would have said I married a pastor almost 16 years ago. That's for sure. Uh, and anyone that knows me is like, yep. Um, but oh my goodness, the, he is definitely created to, um, be a pastor and walk alongside people in the same kind of great way that I have the honor of doing that with women. Um, he is, he's gifted in that. Those are his gifts and graces for sure. And so there's been a lot of healing from that. And, um, you know, I can appreciate someone that, you know, many of our women walk through the door with nothing. And although that nothing, I do not compare to my nothing because, um, it is not the same, um, but I also know what it's like to have to build all that back up, right? Um, and the connections and emotional ties that, you know, we'll never have again, you know, of things. But then you realize how unimportant things are, right? Um, so church family was critical in that. And I'll be honest, the next door family, I mean, my work family rallied around us um, from day one. And Uh, let me show up and leave work when I needed to leave work, you know, and called me out on that, which was really nice. Um, when you work with a lot of therapists, um, it's a good and bad thing. Uh, so yeah, that I'm glad you brought that up, Daniel. I think, you know, each of us have our stories and have events in our life that make us who we are. And that is why I love getting to know other people because, um, you, you definitely can never judge a book by a cover and, know the kind of chapters that are unbehind the, in behind that cover, you know? Um, and I like hearing people's stories cause you can always learn something from them. So, yeah. Absolutely. And that's a great transition. We hope that you all have learned um, something from this. And if you know someone in the mm-hmm. greater Nashville or Chattanooga area who may benefit from this program at the next door or programs at the next door, please um, contact them TheNextDoor.org is their website. They are on Instagram, TND Nashville on Instagram and also on Facebook. Reach out to them. Um, what about referrals? If someone yes. calls you and says, I have mm-hmm. a family member or, mm-hmm. or a friend, yep. do you take the re- referrals? And it is voluntary program. So yep. how do you kind of work through that of someone bringing someone else. Yes. They, if a family member calls, we're going to say, can we talk to that, you know, that person that's neat in need of help. And then if they're not, we will have to do some education to that family member that your loved one must be ready to walk through the doors. Mm -hmm. Um, and most of the time family members or loved ones are there sooner than the one, you know, in active addiction. So 
um, we walk that, we kind of educate them on that piece. But if you have a referral and need to send somebody to the greatest phone number to call is 855-TND-HOPE. Um, and that's a easy, quick number, um, 855-TND-HOPE. And that is our hope line. Um, and that'll get you connected to our admission staff that will take great care of your loved one. Well, Amanda, thank you very much for coming. It was such a a, a great story, such a great outreach, such a great ministry. Um, Please reach out to them and help them. If you don't know anybody that may need help, they need your help. They need your funds. They need you to volunteer. They need all that kind of stuff. Thenextdoor.org, TND Nashville on Instagram. They're also on Facebook. Give them a call, 855-TND-HOPE. Amanda, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. We are going to finish with our Bible verse, just uh, like we do every episode. And uh, this one is in Matthew chapter 15 and verse, starting with verse number 16. This is Jesus talking and he says, are you so dull? I'm going to have to pause right. That's one of my favorite verses because I can just, Mm -hmm. I kind of imagine Jesus being, oh my. Really? You still don't get like, yes. anyway, yeah. that, that's an aside, yeah. but, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 16, are you so, so dull? Jesus asked them, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. So, you know, we're, we're talking about addiction, people with substance abuses and, and different things. And that's, you know, that's all temporary stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is there to heal them mm-hmm. through um, the next door and other organizations mm-hmm. like that and other churches and people involved in those. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if if you know someone dealing with addiction, um, it's a temporary thing. And God can deal with their heart and there are programs out there to help them. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for listening. Make sure you uh, Contact us if you know, have a name of what the fans should be called, if you have a catchphrase, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we will see you all again next week on GPS to God. That's it. Easy peasy, guys. Thanks for listening to GPS to God. Make sure you leave a rating or review on whichever app you happen to use. Also find us on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to our channel.